gave him high marks. Dole stared out the windows, making sure the hand not holding the coffee mug stayed in his pocket. He became an expert on every detail of his solitary outpost that had nothing to do with his job. To the south, the Skyway Bridge dominated everything. It was Tampa Bay's defining landmark, like the St. Louis Arch or the Seattle-Dallas-Calgary Space Needle. Dole studied the Skyway's twin isosceles triangles of yellow suspension cable all day long. A big sundial, backlit in the morning, bleached bright with vertical shadows at high noon, glowing a burnished orange in late afternoon, and then a soft scarlet at sunset. Finally, the bridge was the negative image against the indigo sky, and the highlights came on and trickled across the span like illuminated water droplets sliding down monofilament fishing line. Dole sipped from the mug. Tanker ships sailed in from the Gulf of Mexico, fly fishermen cast on the flats, sailboats tacked around Pinellas Point, and dolphins splashed in the channels. There was the monument to the crew of the USCG Blackthorn, lost in the foul weather collision in 80, and the stub of the old Skyway Bridge, now a fishing pier. A sign, Please Do Not Clean Fish in Restroom. Inside Dole's booth was a bank of nine-inch black-and-white video screens feeding live from remote cameras at various pressure points along the Skyway. They monitored for breakdowns, wrecks, fog conditions, suicide jumpers, and terrorism. But Dole wasn't monitoring the surveillance screens because he was monitoring his portable color TV set, laughing at Toto the Weather Dog, doing a funny dance on the anchor desk of a local newscast. Toto was an eight-year-old half-blind chihuahua who appeared in a variety of anthropomorphic costumes and predicted the weather. Tonight, Toto was shaking in a hula skirt, in a manner consistent with a 60% chance of rain and a UV index of 7, according to weatherman Guy Rockney. Following a recent spate of fatal tornadoes and windstorms on Florida's west coast, both the U.S. Weather Service and local television stations faced pressure to upgrade their Doppler radar and other early warning technology. Four of the region's major stations spent heavily on new equipment. The fifth, Florida Cable News, picked up Toto at the pound for the cost of the shots. Florida Cable News saw its audience share increase 16% on segments with Toto. The loss was spread evenly among stations with the expensive new equipment. Those stations saturated the air with ads desperately trying to explain the importance of adequate wind shear detection. Toto kept dancing them right over to Florida Cable News. Early one October evening, the technology investment paid off. The Weather Service and four stations picked up a quick-forming front moving east of Tampa with funnel clouds. The warnings went out. Hundreds took cover and were saved. Florida Cable News, instrumentally blind to the twisters bearing down on its viewers, sent the audience to bed with a happy little jig from Toto 
in a spandex aerobic outfit, and a promise of a pleasant evening and a sunny tomorrow. Florida Cable News wasn't responsible for the entire death toll, just part, just enough to spell Toto's demise. The end was hastened when weatherman Guy Rockney joked on the air that some of his viewers had gone on a Florida double-wide sleigh ride. That did it. Toto and Rockney were history before Rockney could remove his clip-on microphone. It lasted a week, until the specific gravity of letters and phone calls, and most important, the ratings plunge, was too much to withstand. Both were reinstated, and the ratings at Florida Cable News rebounded stoutly. The other stations responded by hiring a cast of trained cats, ferrets, chimpanzees, and marmosets.